0: Welcome to the Soul Archaeology Podcast, a space for connection, resonance, witnessing, and learning. Together, we'll harvest medicine from the spiral of life, sharing conversations with other embodied humans who have navigated their own initiations and found alignment with their true soul essence. With weekly astrology, energy updates, embodied conversation, and channeled teachings, this is a space for you to land and find resonance with the spiral of your own soul. Hello and welcome back to the Solar Archaeology Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I'm Allie, the host, and in this episode, I am going to talk a little bit about my journey, where I've been, where I'm headed, how I got where I am now. As I said in the previous episode, my goal for this podcast is to really create a remembering or a resonance within your own field, um, within your own body, your soul, uh, to remember where you've been, uh, your potential, uh, all the wisdom that you carry within you already that's just waiting to be activated. And that kind of ties into my journey. As- I was lucky enough to be raised by two incredible humans and an older sister. Uh, A younger brother who's an old soul as well and I had a really um, loving family unit. I grew up in a small town in southern Illinois outside of St. Louis and it was the perfect place to be raised to be a kid. I think my generation is kind of the last we were able to receive sort of the last bit of that carefree non social media um, technology uh, era. So we didn't have phones growing up, you know, we, I guess we did in, in high school, but we were just able to just be kids. We could run the streets and had to be home, you know, when the uh, street lights turned on. And it was just a beautiful, a beautiful free upbringing. I had wonderful friends and um, people that I w- could, you know, just hop over to their house We literally lived at the community pool growing up during the summer. And I was actually talking to my boyfriend about this recently because we were talking about the thrill of being able to have like $3 to buy a snack during lunch at when we were at the pool in the summer and how things have changed. But I'm, yeah, I just was so grateful to be able to be raised in a place that was small and slow enough to really get to feel that innocence of childhood. We didn't watch a lot of TV, so I was outside running, exploring, getting into trouble, you know, um, busting up my knees, all the things. And I had uh, my grandmother who lived close as well, or my, gran- my grandparents just lived a block away. So it was it was a lovely time. Uh, my parents exposed us to travel throughout our childhood, which me being a Sag Moon, I'm a by the way. This is an astrology podcast too. What am I doing? I'm a Libra Sun, a Sagittarius Moon, a Scorpio Rising, a Venus in Virgo. Uh, my Mars is in Aries. Um, and... Both my Sun and my Mercury are in Libra in the twelfth house, so it's very unique. Uh, my North Node is Pisces, which I'll kind of get into um, throughout this podcast because it's—I uh, love talking about the the lunar nodes. But being a um, Sagittarius Moon, I just always craved new experiences, travel, expansion. So, although I loved my you know hometown and felt like I received pretty much everything I needed to, you know, as far as development and growing up, I was always craving newness, adventure, expansion, uh, new experiences. And I felt um, at certain times, I felt kind of like a fish out of water. I just felt like I didn't have um, the opportunity to be exposed to different cultures like I wanted to, even at a very young age. I remember... My one of my favorite um, classes was history. And I just remember even in my social studies or history classes, learning about Europe and learning about Egypt in particular. I was obsessed with Egypt, which makes a ton of sense now, no, knowing what I know now. But um I was just obsessed, and I couldn't get enough. And it's all I could think about was was going to those places someday. Um, and then in high school, I had an ex- an opportunity to travel with my classmates to Europe, and it changed my life forever because I just felt such a resonance with the um, the old the old world, you know, this uh, the old way of of being, the slower culture, the romanticism that's held in. Places outside of you know the states, oftentimes, and with all of the beauty that came with my upbringing, you know, having two really loving um, parents and great friends, a small safe community, I also experienced a lot of challenges, and I didn't really know that until. Uh, later in life until I started digging into uh, my own deep layers, my operating systems, my wiring, uh, my conditioning, my trauma, and realized that a lot of what I experienced, especially in you know zero to seven, my strong developmental years, uh, really had an impact on me and led to uh, certain experiences later in life that, forced me essentially onto this path. I was, of course, as I'm sure many of you were as well, a very sensitive child, um, a very, very deep feeler. I'm a Scorpio rising, so I have this sort of heightened sensitivity, this um, heightened intuition, uh, this x-ray vision that I have always had, of course, and that I carry with me. It's part of my wiring. Um, and not having necessarily the tools or the awareness or the proper support to understand uh, what I was feeling and sensing and how that was perhaps different than, you know, my peers were, although I'm sure there are many of them that experienced similar things as well and just didn't know it either. But I started experiencing anxiety pretty early on and I can kind of remember a few of my you know, those, the flashbacks of just like little, little pieces and parts that I've been able to access through the work that I've done, um, to heal trauma. But I, I had some, yes, a pretty significant anxiety early on, which led to, you know, different nervous system patterns, um, more of a freeze experience throughout life. And it really kicked off. Um, I kind of split my childhood into two. And it's before the age of seven, six, seven, and after. I was always pretty shy, I would say, I guess, you know, early on, my parents would not describe me as shy. I was kind of like in front of the camera and big and smiling. And my dad said I would wake up singing and um, sort of that, you know, a lot of that uh, those Libran qualities. And, um, and then we moved to Rhode Island. So my dad could attend uh, the Naval War College in Newport, Rhode Island. And I had, I spent, um, first grade there and I could kind of now looking back, I can kind of see that's where things started, started to sort of Express where my anxiety started to express, even some layers of depression began to express at that age. And when we returned home, when I was seven, they found out I have um, a, I had a pretty significant scoliosis that was caused by um, syringomyelia and a uh, Chiari malformation, which is a compression of the spinal cord by the skull. And so those both of those obviously heavily impact um, a lot of the functioning in your body but especially the nervous system it actually blocks the cerebrospinal fluid um, from flowing with ease through your spinal cord and creates a pocket uh, called it's called a syrinx or so the syringomyelia um, right behind my heart space in my spinal cord so I had um, you know a lot of A lot of my symptoms, I do believe, were obviously impacted by my sensitivities and then the physical manifestation of it um, through the Chiari malformation in my syringomyelia. And so it's interesting because um, I hadn't, you know, I just kind of like lived through this experience without thinking too much about it because I was always just Really focusing on being quote unquote normal, being able to do the things the other kids could do, um, you know, not not making myself um, weird or separated out from my friend group. Uh, I had I have big scars on my um, the back of my neck and down my back that I'll kind of go into that um, that experience, but. I was always self-conscious about those, and so what's interesting now is when I work with clients, without even thinking about my connection to it, I was I always work at the um in the occipital area, and I'm clearing information and data from that space. And so, when my parents found my uh, these conditions at uh, when I was seven, I immediately. Went into um, to see a specialist, and he brought me into surgery. And so I had the decompression surgery at seven years old, which I'm looking back extremely grateful to have been able to have that at that age. Because a lot of people don't notice um, the Chiari malformation until later in life, until their teens and their twenties, and by that time they're having debilitating headaches, balance issues. Um, I just a number of symptoms and I was able to have the decompression surgery pretty young. So uh, they basically went back and worked on my occipital, my brainstem area. And after that, I had another surgery to um, correct the syng- syringomyelia, this, the syrinx that had formed in my spinal cord behind the back of my heart's face. And so I had these two extremely um, invasive and actually, quite dangerous surgeries as a kid, and the trauma from those, um, I'm still unraveling. You know, I'm still going into, I'm still acknowledging and loving and integrating um, all of all of the the data that's held in that space. And when we experience any type of trauma, but especially a surgery, uh, things can get lodged in that space and within the physical tissues um, and then the energetic space as well. And so for me, a lot of my um, experiences at that age were tied to, uh, you know, abandonment and feeling alone, feeling isolated, feeling like I didn't have space necessarily to feel the full experience the full range of emotions around this that um, you know there was a lot of parentification on my end um, and so (laughs) feeling like I needed to sort of protect my parents from um, the the intensity of this experience the fear that they were inevitably feeling and I sort of just stashed it you know I just I bottled it up and I stored it in those spaces and I jumped up on the operating table like a big girl and uh just was ready to go without any crying and um that certainly has been a lot of that's been kind of a golden thread throughout my life is this feeling like I need to push through and be super strong and just um you know kind of suppress what I'm what I'm feeling and I'm experiencing to protect others the spiritual side of these surgeries is quite profound. Um, I think that it was certainly um, an awakening experience. I think that all experiences we have are not by chance. I think that they are here to provide an opportunity for growth, for evolution, for um, excavation, for gathering medicine and wisdom from those experiences if they are uh, processed you know if they're actually felt and experienced and unfortunately in our modern world we don't have the societal structure that supports having or processing trauma in the moment and so trauma really is just you know experiencing something way too big or overwhelming or difficult um, and actually storing that to be instead of processing it in the moment, like many animals do. And so that area in particular, uh, which is such a, a, a tender and um, very important area in our physical bodies really started to create some patterns within me. Uh, Things like uh, self-isolation when I was overwhelmed, um, suppressing my emotions, which I had mentioned before, uh, parentification, protection of others, and suppressing my own experience, uh, the processing of my own experience in order to protect others, some pretty intense dissociation, and um, dealing with the physical pain as well, which was is something I've always lived with, is chronic pain associated with the scoliosis and Um, probably the the scar tissue, you know, from the surgeries. And so having all of those things and experiencing those so young really um, created a sense of overwhelm pretty early on for my system. And I just, you know, experienced things that were scary really early, which we all, you know, many of us do. Um, And we all are wired differently. We all are set up differently to experience and handle certain things and for me uh, this physical trauma was was a lot. Um, I also had follow-ups of MRIs that I had to have regularly after the surgeries um, until I was 18 and those were just as traumatic if not more traumatic than the actual surgeries themselves because I was um, I had to stay really still and I was stuck in, you know, I, uh, like old school MRI. So just the two, but I didn't, they didn't have open MRIs at that point. And it was just like the, the pounding, the jackhammer sound constantly over and over and over again. And I had so many of those and they used the dye and just certain things that were just looking back really, um, uh, make a lot of sense as to why I, uh, developed some of the caping or coping mechanisms and maladaptive strategies later in life. So I started my initiation pretty young and I, um, I was, like I said, I was a very sensitive child anyway. I always felt spirit around me. I was um, scared to sleep by myself often because I felt so much energy always kind of pulsing around me, especially at night when I was trying to sleep. And layering on top of that like a lot of just challenges in my family home at that t- at that point in time when I was seven and eight. Um, and then on top of it, the surgeries. It was just kind of a perfect storm to create some maladaptive strategies to protect myself and to um, to cope really. And by the time I was in high school, I started my body started to speaking to me. I started developing, Um, I was kind of sick often and had anxiety around school, um, anxiety around going to school, anxiety around going to college, a lot of chronic pain, um, a lot of attachment trauma with uh, my first boyfriend, and just an intense fear of abandonment that started to show up that I couldn't quite place. But I was just, you know, I was in my late teens and moving into college, and I just sort of Deduced that it was being that age, you know, and um, move through, move through dissociated, move through in a way in, in, in full survival until um, I was 21 and had my first panic attack. And that cracked me open. It was it brought me straight back to that feeling of being completely out of control, you know, and, and the fear and the complete panic, really, that's associated with that. And I had um, panic attacks throughout my 20s that really forced me to start digging, you know, start looking into where where is this originating from? How can I come back to my body? It was my early 20s that I also got my angel soulmate dog Arlo who is sitting next to me right now and kind of just popped up when I said his name and uh for those of you that either follow me on Instagram or if you know me if we're connected um you know that he is just the jewel the the treasure of my life and I got him when he was a puppy I was 21 so I was a puppy we were puppies together figuring out this world and um was just really a turning point for me as well I I started realizing um that there were patterns within me that were quite unhealthy you know I becoming a a dog parent you learn so much of course about your own patterns and becoming a parent parent for sure and but even a dog parent you you really start to learn what your attachment styles are um your coping mechanisms, your own stress and anxiety, because dogs mirror that so strongly. And for me, it was just, it was eye-opening because I realized that a lot of what he was navigating and going through was just truly a direct reflection of what I was experiencing. All throughout my teens as well, I had this Desire to experience more, to learn more, to expand my awareness, my consciousness, to travel, especially. And I was also working in recruiting. I was working in human resources and then recruiting and started to learn, funny enough, that we're all wired differently. And I was completely blown away and fascinated by that. I had somewhere along the way, picked up this notion that we are all essentially the same and, you know, have lived experiences, but can make decisions from sort of the same central space and um, kind of lived my life in that way, which was living in a lot of judgment, you know, judgment of others, judgment of myself, really holding people to a standard that was not necessarily, definitely wasn't fair and wasn't accurate. And so when I started utilizing different you know, personality tests to hire people in the recruiting process, I was blown away and so fascinated that we are all wired differently and therefore c- carry um, different skill sets, different tools um, that were wired differently. But we also are impacted by our conditioning, by our lived experiences, by who and what we interact with throughout our lives. And so when I started studying and learning about my own wiring system and who I thought I was, I ended up realizing I was completely different than who I thought I was. I had this idea I was, you know, this, this, um, more of like an A type personality, you know, and I was literally forcing myself into this little tiny box all the time with these expectations for how I should show up, not only for how others should show up, but for how I should show up as well. And that just created so much contraction, so much gripping, so much resistance in my physical body. Um, I started, of course, I, I was having the panic panic attacks already, but I started really having a lot of um, challenges within my relationship. I, I started dating someone at 21 who was older than me and who eventually became my husband. but it was um, I was just learning how how much I was resisting who I actually was and the it, it's sort of just these little seeds started to be planted and now looking back, I can look at my timeline and say, okay, this is where that seed was planted and this is where that seed was planted. but um, I remember in my job, we began integrating a new personality test into our recruiting process and I, you know being this recruiter, which I thought was a very fitting, type of job for me and who I am and my skill sets. And I was very in that business world. I had, you know, a really good resume and I already had some really great work experience. And I thought I was, you know, set in this field, even though I had this whole incredibly gifted and in- intuitive, sensitive, creative, um, artistic aspect of me that I was just completely sort of cutting off and suppressing. Uh, but I I did the personality test first for myself. We were all instructed to do it and then we went through a, a workshop to learn about um, our wiring. And so I looked, I did the test and I looked at my wiring and then I looked at the ideal candidate um, wiring for my position that I was in and they were complete opposites. And that was shocking to me. And I I was flooded, first of all, with shame and fear because I was, you know, worried about not being the right fit for the job that I was currently in. And I was shameful that I'm different than other people who had these these really, you know, really extroverted, expansive, um, uh, driven sort of wiring charts. And I was I was floored because mine was really sensitive and creative and uh, more introverted and I realized through this and I had a mentor who actually um, you know kind of joked and told me wow are you just forcing yourself every single day to do a job that isn't the right fit for you and I it was true And that was a metaphor for my life, really. I was forcing myself into this box that I'd created for myself, this box that felt safe, felt predictable, felt acceptable, you know, and I did it just for fear, for fear that I wouldn't be, um, loved and accepted for who I actually am. Um, I was rejecting myself. I was, um, Fulfilling the the fear, the prophecy that I had around abandonment, I was actually abandoning myself, and I had been for a really long time. And it was such an awakening experience. And shortly after that, I, I ended up quitting that job. Um, I began uh, really looking into my anxiety. Um, I started just Googling. I mean, there were no resources about anxiety. I remember I had a therapist. Uh, early in my 20 s because I was experiencing so much anxiety after a breakup. and it there was there was no discussion of of what anxiety is and the physiological impact and the the nervous system component, the um, you know somatic therapy just wasn't a, a resource for me at that time where I lived and um, and the time frame it, it it was occurring. And so I just, was living with it. And I had a prescription for Xanax and I only took it if I, if it was an emergency. And if you've ever had a real, like full on panic attack, you know, that there are, there are times when it is an emergency. And so I just kind of lived that way. It wasn't until it started impacting my travel, (laughs) being a Sag Moon, you can't mess with my travel, uh, that I really was realizing I needed to, to, to get serious and to 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 dig deep into what was happening. So I had a panic attack on a plane and that was just one of the worst experiences of my life. And I remember being in the bathroom and just praying and praying and praying and, and literally thinking that there was truly no other option but to just die in that moment because it was so extremely overwhelming and I mean, like, I mean, everything is just in complete survival and and going off the charts. And so after I quit my recruiting job um, and I had space to to completely shut off and shut down and turn inward, um, I was uh, caring for my nephew who was experiencing um, challenges at that point in time. Arlo began experiencing challenges uh, had health challenges, I was getting married and it was just this sort of perfect storm for once again overwhelm to set in. All of these um, overwhelmingly high and low experiences that just my system for how it was how it had been conditioned to to work Uh, I was in a state of overwhelm and um, just all the time. And my journey inward really began first with yoga, which I am sure many of you uh, have a similar story perhaps. And it truly saved my life. It brought me back to my body. I had been so dissociated, disconnected from my body for so many years, probably since I had my surgeries at 7 and 8. And I also was required to, after my surgeries, wear for, I think, a year, maybe longer, um, every day I had to wear a back brace. And I think my parents set it up where I could just wear it during the week, during school times, and then I think it sort of got shortened to half days. But I just remember how traumatic that was because it was this really thick plastic that went all the way down from my hips um, up to um, just below my breast, like just below my, um, like right on top of my rib cage. And it wasn't until my 20s when I started experiencing this gripping in my diaphragm where my diaphragm would lock down and I couldn't get a deep breath or a full breath that would then loop into, you know, more anxiety. Now, I, now what I know is um that it's all nervous system related, that there's a gripping in your pelvic floor that leads to a gripping in your diaphragm and you have to resort to breathing in in into your chest, which um kind kind of atrophy the muscles around your diaphragm and can lead to uh, nervous system dysregulation because it's sending signals that there's not enough expansion, not enough, um, that you're breathing strictly from your chest. And so I had quite a few physiological, mental, emotional, spiritual things coming up all at once. And I would say it was, you know, when I was 20, 25, 26, when my real awakening began. So 2014, 2015, I got the big wake-up call to return home and I had no idea what that meant. I kind of experienced it as basically a sort of like a nervous breakdown where I was having you know these panic attacks and I couldn't stop crying and it was just complete and utter overwhelm. I It feels like for me it felt like the light sort of turned on and I saw my life with clarity for the first time. I also realized my Mars had been retrograde until that point in time too. I have a Mars and Aries that is um that was retrograde when I was born and it it honestly is like my life's work to harness and connect with that life force, that power within me and to channel it in a way that's um really healthy. Uh so that is the point where things just sort of turned on. I was um you know getting married i was going through this process of uh finding myself you know it's such a such a young and um moldable sort of uh, malleable age and i just felt the weight of the world on me i felt like all of my strategies my coping mechanisms were weren't working all of the things that I had, um, I had sort of met a threshold, you know, I had met a threshold for how much I could suppress and how much I could avoid and that I couldn't continue running from it, that I had to find ways to return home. So like I said, yoga was incredible because it slowed everything down. I, uh, when you're dissociated, it's, time just flies, like, you know, things, hours can go by and you don't, you know, know what you've been doing or where you've been. I was just running through life. I was keeping myself busy. I was filling the void. I was coping with, you know, alcohol and staying out too late and um, shopping, things that just, anything that would sort of like that would keep me out of the depths of myself that i knew i had to go into and it hit a certain point in 2016 i was in greece and we were on we were staying on a boat we were on a boat for a week and life just stopped everything slowed down i was able to finally land for the first time and i realized once i landed that the life I had been living was so out of alignment with who I was at my core. I felt for the first time my real longings, passions, um, interests activate within me. My, my life force started to turn back on. And even when you look at my, my um, physical traumas and uh, through the spiritual lens, The cerebrospinal fluid, which is which was stagnant um, because it was being blocked and then trapped in certain areas, uh, is our life force. It quite literally lubricates and protects the brain and the spinal cord from injury. But it also is essential to the it's its functioning is essential to the central nervous system. Um, And I've actually heard somewhere at some point in time, maybe in with a cranial sacral therapist, that it it carries the wisdom of the soul through your body, and so just the the symbolic nature of my 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 cerebrospinal fluid being blocked or trapped in certain areas meant my life force was literally trapped. My the the flow of my life force and energy through my body was being um, trapped in certain areas, was being restricted, um, and there was gripping there. And I felt that throughout my whole life. And so the release of that, the surrender, the allowing, um, the opening, the softening process was essential. And it's where I landed in 2000, I think 16, more probably 15, but really landed in 2016. And I started with a therapist. And I remember she asked me a question. She said, You have to figure out what makes you different. And that from that point on, it was like this treasure hunt. And I, I felt my awakening in 2015 was terrifying because it felt like everything I knew all of a sudden dissolved. And then when I got over the fear of it, then it became an obsession. I was like, oh, there was a whole world outside of this tiny, tiny little box I had created for myself. I have so much potential that Maybe perhaps isn't acknowledged or recognized by the world that I had created for myself that I was that I was sort of operating from or listening to or allowing to direct me. Um, But it's incredibly um, impactful for for living my my truest and most authentic self into my full potential. Um, The expansion that I experienced by my awakening was like food for my soul. Uh, I felt like truly like a whole world opened up. Things finally made sense to me. (laughs) I had always kind of struggled with, um, like I said, with even psychology or with even religion and and trying to figure out what exactly, why we're here. Um, I had a reading... I've had many different readings throughout my life that I just adore and love, but one of them um, was an astrology reading and it was in 2000, I think 2017, I believe, or 2018. But I remember he said, if you don't, you are literally set up to, to read the subconscious. You are set up to utilize your x-ray vision to help people. And if you don't step into this work, you are going to implode. And at that point, I felt like I was imploding. And I felt like there was a piece missing. Like I had never felt connected to my work. I had never felt connected to a purpose. I was just moving through life aimlessly, following what other people told me uh, was appropriate or respectable or um, was the trajectory that was laid out for me and I it was very small it was very small compared to how I'm living now and what I eventually moved into but it took a lot of time and effort to break down the walls that I had created for myself um, so that I could fully expand into my fullness into my my humanness Um, and another reading I had someone told me that, you know, I'm a very, very old soul, very evolved soul that is experiencing this lifetimes. It's one of my last lifetimes. And so that kind of kickstarted something within me too. I was like, oh, I, I better, I better get this right. <laughs> if it's, If I'm nearing the end, this is a big deal, you know? And it's just, it's funny, but those little things that drop in those little, those little signs or signals or or nuggets of data information can can create such a a ripple effect it was also funny because when i had this awakening moment i was in greece which is my if you know me it's my happy place it's it's where my venus line runs and it runs straight through greece and it's truly where i feel most at home i feel most alive i feel uh activated. I feel uh, like my life force is on, is energetically pulsing through me. And that's, of course, where I had my awakening as well. And I am a Venusian too. So it was like, it just activated the Venusian within me. I came home from that and started really looking at my life, the structures I had built, the very safe sort of um, the tunnel vision I was living in. Uh, the ways in which I would created a very safe, but very uh, restrictive life for myself that I, I didn't feel like I could fully expand. I couldn't um, activate my wings. I couldn't um, taste what I wanted to. And that's when <laughs> I started really taking inventory and dissolving a lot of those structures, which was A very painstaking process, which I'm sure many of you have experienced as well. Um, but this is actually where I'd like to stop for this episode because it's, it's, um, getting a little long and this is, this is a two part episode. So I will be, um, finishing my journey story in the next episode. I just want to take a moment to thank you again so much for being here. This is, um, it's it's just the beginning of such an incredible uh, new chapter, uh, an incredible journey. I spirit has showed me many times why uh, starting this podcast is important, where things are headed, and I'm just yeah happy to be here, and I'm grateful that you're here too. So to honor you and to thank you for your support, for your presence, I am doing a giveaway to celebrate the launch of the Soul Archeology span podcast. And I'm giving away a goodie basket of some of my favorite things, essentially, some wellness uh, items, some skincare items, just things that I love and adore. And I am also giving away a one-on-one session, either astrology or a quantum healing session. And I'm so excited for that as well. All you have to do is subscribe on either iTunes or Spotify, rate and review the podcast and post to social media, tag me. Super excited for that. And I'm so grateful once again that you're here. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this part one of my journey. I will be back in the next episode for part two. And I'm talking a lot about myself, so this is a little uncomfortable, but it's really important because it's kind of the foundations for this podcast is sharing the stories of embodied humans who have walked the path and who have been dedicated travelers along the spiral of life uh, towards back towards their center, their authentic self. So thank you for being here. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon.